Welcome to the Presentation Boss Podcast. This is episode number four. We're your hosts. I'm Kate Norris. And I'm Thomas Craft. Whether you're pitching your business, speaking at a work meeting or on the stage, we're here to help you present with clarity and confidence. Today we're sitting down and talking about the pros and cons of joining Toastmasters. So let's start with, for those who haven't ever heard about Toastmasters, what is Toastmasters? So Toastmasters is a worldwide speaking and leadership training organisation, basically. So around the world, there's tens of thousands of clubs. If you're living in a metro area, there's probably one or several near you. And those clubs meet uh, here in Brisbane, where we are, they meet for two hours every fortnight. Other parts of the world, they meet for one hour per week. And so members come together at each one of those meetings and they work on their public speaking and leadership skills. Yeah, and full disclosure, we are both members, have been for um, 10 years each. So we do have a lot of knowledge and insight into the organisation. And to be frank, we probably have a lot of bias towards it. Yeah, we've both certainly done a lot of the roles within the club and also in the wider organisation moving up towards the administration and training aspect as well. And so obviously we're quite invested in the organisation and we love it. And it is really what sparked my love of public speaking and I guess it sparked yours as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely where I started. So Toastmasters, um, all members pay. So it's a membership-based organisation and it's made up of people who've realised that they would like to work on their public speaking skills. Either they're complete beginner and really not interested uh, in standing up and speaking in front of people or others who are trying to upskill that little bit extra. Yeah. So um, if I think about the pros of joining Toastmasters, the pros of Toastmasters, I think the biggest thing it has going for it is its structured education program. It's quite a step-by-step process of getting um, people comfortable with public speaking, those initial stages of public speaking. Yeah, it's a step-by-step process that certainly starts with the absolute basics. So you start by standing up and speaking in front of an audience, and then it will move on to build those skills. And at each meeting, a number of the members will stand up and present the next project or step in their personal education program, and everybody moves through at their own pace. Yeah. So what can you expect from your membership? And let's talk pros and cons here. Yeah, so if you join as a member, what you would expect to happen as a result of your investment is Toastmasters does really well at getting you to start speaking. So it will take you from somebody who avoids and dislikes and maybe even hates public speaking right up to the stage where you're comfortable speaking. You could stand up and pitch your business or yourself or your job when called upon to do so. So it's going to take you... um, give you the skills that you need to speak and the skills to control nervousness in quite a decent way. Yeah, so I'd say the biggest pro there is it kills the terror associated with public speaking. (laughs) It's absolute sheer terror that most people feel in front of an audience. And and I think that's, yeah, the biggest thing with Toastmasters, that it's what it does better than any other organisation and better than um, it is the best thing you can do for your fear of public speaking. Yeah, and I think most Toastmasters will still feel some nervousness, but it certainly makes speaking possible. Yes. Yes, totally agree with that. So what then is something that you may not get from Toastmasters membership? Um, I think Toastmasters can make you 
a good speaker. I really do believe that. I don't believe that it can make you a great speaker. Mm. I think it's great at those first few steps of, like we said, removing that terror, but I don't think it's ever going to turn you into a professional speaker or if you're looking to be someone that delivers keynotes, especially paid, it's not the place where you learn that skill. Which does raise the question, obviously we are professional speakers um, and are still Toastmasters and we'll certainly talk about that a bit more later on, Um, but basically we took an interest beyond the Toastmasters education program is the difference with us. Yes, very much, very much. And I think the the reason why we say it can make you a good speaker and not a great speaker is because everybody's kind of coming at that same level. It does um, it does homogenize speakers a little bit. You kind of learn one way of doing things. So. One thing is, um, so there's a big emphasis usually on things like gestures and stage movement. So personally, I'm somebody who uses a lot of stage. I'm a big guy. I use a lot of stage. But there are some people, even in our own clubs, who are very much a stand and deliver type of person. They'll stand in one, per- in one place and beautifully deliver a story or engaging information. Um, and so Toastmaster sort of looks to have this... Um, standard set of skills and a bit of a broad brush that gives you the skills you need, but it doesn't have a huge amount of room for, say, personality and authenticity. Mm. Yeah, so if I use your example, you are a tall guy, you're six and a half foot, and your wingspan is that same um, length. You know, you've got six feet when you put your arms out wide, and I see that the feedback that you often get is that you need to tone that down a little bit, yeah. whereas, you know, that's... That's Thomas. That's Thomas's personality on stage, and I love that you actually haven't toned that down. But then, by the same token, at the other end, we've got people who are a little bit quieter, and they do so well of just standing in one spot, and they're still so engaging, but they're told that they need to be bigger. So you kind of get the the people who are naturally, their personalities are big and... and you know, arm spanny and flappy, they're told to come down a little bit. And then the people who are a little bit quieter are told to... And you kind of find this middle ground. It certainly pushes sort of everybody to the middle of the bell curve. Yeah, which is, you know, great if someone needs to be a little bit more out there. But if they're already a really engaging speaker while standing in one spot, and we see this with TED Talks as well. Um, Ken Robertson, your favourite TED speaker... He stands and delivers in one spot and he is just as engaging as, say, Tony Robbins, who is highly energetic, highly energetic, runs around the stage. Both of them are great speakers. They're just on opposite ends of the spectrum. Hmm. So I think uh, what you can expect from Toastmasters membership is it will give you a way and give you uh, give you a few ways to deal with nervousness and to build skills and to kill the terror. Um, but it's not going to make you into a great speaker. But it will certainly yeah. make speaking possible. Yes, absolutely. So that's a bit about Toastmasters and membership over time. But it happens uh, meeting to meeting once per week or fortnight. So what happens during a meeting that you could expect? So when you walk into your first meeting, everyone is always so friendly and so lovely, which I and doesn't matter what club you walk into. I've 
visited many, many, many clubs, and it's always been the same. Everyone is so welcoming. Because everybody, everybody's been in that place. Everybody walked into yeah. their first meeting, uh, was in the same situation of nervousness around speaking. So there's quite a bit of empathy that, uh, a bit of empathy for other people beginning that same journey. Yeah. So then what actually happened during that meeting, it's a very structured program. Everything's kind of measured down to the minute and there is a mix of prepared speeches and also time given for people to learn to speak off the cuff, so impromptu speaking and also time for other members to evaluate the speakers as well. So I think the biggest pro then for what happens during a meeting is going to be that it gives you so much opportunity to practice. It gives you a platform. Because it is so structured, it means that you get lots of speakers able to have some space and some time each meeting. So every single meeting that you go to, you can expect to stand up in front of that audience and and say something, which is kind of that, again, what we've talked to about earlier about killing that terror. It's just slowly chipping away and numbing you to to that terror of getting up in front of a group. And one of the goals of Toastmasters is everybody speaks at every meeting. And you're speaking to an audience. It's quite a safe place. Uh, again, everybody has been in that same situation and wants you to do well. If, you, if, you do, if you're trying something at Toastmasters and it works out poorly or it falls flat, there's not like there's a promotion or a marriage or whatever on the line. It's just people are there to non-judgmentally watch. They give you their time to let you do what you've got to do. And they will give honest, helpful and positive feedback when you're all done. Yeah. The downside, I guess, there is that because everybody helps out everybody else, it means that there's not necessarily a professional teacher. There is no one teacher in a club. It's just a group of people helping each other. Absolutely. And, I mean, you could say that our club is maybe a bit of an exception. (laughs) Exception to the rule, yeah. Because you and I are both um, speaker coaches, but in saying that, If you attend one of our workshops, you're going to get us coaching you as speaker coaches. At a presentation boss workshop. Yeah, um, for an entire day. Whereas at Toastmasters, you might get us, but you might also get someone who's a little bit newer or, you know, any member. So there's certainly no no one teacher. You might get us for a few minutes. Yeah. Before we have to help somebody else. And that goes to say, and that's the same in any club. Every club has a couple of really experienced and often fantastic speakers, but you don't get access to that one person much. It's such a process where you're learning off the group. So everybody's Mm. learning off you, you get to learn off everybody else. So everybody else does have their skills and bits that they're good at and uh, skills that they're working on, but it is very much um, a group helping the group. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly not the blind leading the blind, <laughs> not but, quite. It, but it can it can feel like that sometimes. Yeah. In some ways, certainly when we talk about the education program, as we did before, that is, um, there's online text. It's an online learning program. So, there is information and skills and tasks and projects that you work on. And when you go to the meeting, that's just you presenting what you've learned in some ways. So there is the education program there that provides the structure. But as far as the, the squidgy sort of um, people face-to-face learning, that's a group. So then 
I guess the big question is what's the investment? What do you actually need to pay? How much time do you need to put into Toastmasters if you're going to be a member? So the investment to become a member, which gives you full access to the education program and the meetings and everything you could want from the organization, is around about 100 US dollars per year. Varies very slightly from club to club, but about $100 per year will see, see you as a member. The other requirement is you have to turn up to learn crazy theory really so that's about two hours per fortnight so here in brisbane where we are and possibly other places our clubs meet for two hours once every second week uh, in other places clubs will meet for one hour per week and those are at nighttime summer lunchtime clubs you can generally find a club that suits your requirements so i used to be in a club that met at lunchtime so it was a uh, club within my workplace we met every week during lunch for one hour and that was great um, you at the time yeah absolutely it worked when I had a young baby I was able to actually attend meetings during lunch but my other club meets in the evening it's a seven o'clock till nine o'clock in the evening two hours twice a month so that's the time investment and there are other opportunities to get involved in the organization you know other events and everything yeah you can choose whether or not you you go to those things i do because i like being part of the community and i see that as another pro to the organization that it's quite a community yeah but at the bare minimum you really need to spend those kind of two to four hours a month and actually turn up and learn and i think really that's what most members do is they turn up to the meetings do what they've got to do learn what they want to learn and that's it but that's one of the great joys of Toastmasters is there a club that will fit you that meets at a time and a day and a place near you like I said if you're in a metro area there's probably a handful of clubs with within a a stone's throw and the hundred dollars per year is such a huge upside it is compared to other professional or personal development organizations or other speaking organizations they might charge that or more per month yeah and we're only asking that per year so as far as what you get out of Toastmasters, which is to bust that terror of public speaking, to have the networking opportunities and to be around other people who are also interested, it's a pretty low barrier to entry, I believe. Mm. The $100 a year is, is really, it's nothing, really. So a question I always get asked is, what sort of people will join Toastmasters? What sort of people can it benefit? Well, I think, frankly, anyone can benefit, but when I think about the type of members that make up the majority, it's probably professionals, those who are looking to either pitch their business better if they, you know, have other networking groups that they go to, or... Or communicate better with their colleagues, uh, people seeking promotion, looking to do interviews. Yeah, a little bit of confidence building. Hmm within their workplace as well. But in saying that, you know, we've got, I've seen plenty of uni students come through that use it for their oral presentations and assignments that they have to do. A bit like like I joined to communicate with people who are older and more educated than me. I I joined a long time ago. Uh, And it's a bit the same for those guys, I believe, as well, looking to do their next assignment, get into the interview and the educated world post-university. Yes, yes. But then we have also all the way up to retirees who have actually finished their work career and they're looking for um, something different again. They're looking for maybe a little bit of community to improve their skills that maybe they've been wanting to do their whole life yeah engage the Um, mind yeah and some interpersonal skills yeah as well which is another 
kind of plus that comes out of it because you're forced to talk to people and build those skills. Yeah, but certainly I think professionals make up the vast majority. That's yeah, I would generally agree with that. generally probably the target market. Um, yeah, people who are either self-employed or um, employed in a large corporation of some sort. Yeah, and I think that's again a big pro to the organisation yeah. is that there is such a a mix of ideas and perspectives and interests that really it it can possibly suit anyone, no matter where in your career or stage of life that you actually are. It it is able to cater for anyone. So as we said at the beginning, we have both been members for a long time. So the question is, now that we've conquered our fear of public speaking, why do you stay a member? Why do we stay members? So I, I think there's two answers. One is we talked about the the club meeting. There is certainly opportunity outside of the club and the meeting. Being a worldwide organisation, there is a large administrative and training structure, and you can actually volunteer to take on some of those roles above and beyond. So both of us have done that in varying capacities, which is a lot to do with applying communication skills into volunteer leadership and training and strategic planning. So we both really enjoyed that process. And that is one of the big joys of Toastmasters is I don't think it matters how long you're a member. There is always something else you could do. So what we've done, there is more we could do. Oh, there's so much more that we could do. When we're ready, if we want. Um, And and that's a decision that each person can make is maybe turning up to just meetings fulfills everything that you want. Maybe you just want to achieve a certain level of competency or confidence. Maybe you want to give a certain number of presentations or maybe you want to do something a whole bunch more. It's such a variable organisation that you can effectively choose your own adventure and you can stay as long as you need. So the the renewal period for memberships is every uh, six months. So every six months, you can make the decision about either, yes, I have achieved what I want to achieve, or you can make the decision that, you know what, I've gotten everything that I need, and you can move on. So I think that's the big first reason, is that there is so much to do above and beyond what you see. always something more. Yeah. Yeah, above what you see just at the meeting and the education, standard education program. The other reason for, I think, both of us is simply... 10 years in an organisation, I've made a lot of friends and you get quite used to going along and you enjoy the events that come up. Yeah, and it becomes your community. For me, it's a lot about my social group and and I think I would not keep going out of habit unless I genuinely enjoyed it. And, and you know what? I do love it. I do enjoy the whole process of the meetings. And, and you're around other people, so you're making friends with these other people who are also interested in in professional development. These are people moving forward in their personal and professional lives. Yeah, I think that's a great type of person to be around. Yep. I know that I will probably be a member for a long time yet. We know people, you know, we see people who come through and they only stay for a member for a year, 18 months, and that's fine. They get what they need out of it. But then we know plenty of people who have literally been members for over 40 years and they're still getting something out of it as well, which I think comes back to that... um, there's always something more. There's always something that you can focus on, do or or go down. So that's Toastmasters. It's a worldwide speaking and leadership organisation. We believe it's a great place to go along to kill the terror around public speaking. It gives you a great place and opportunity to speak in front of a regular group uh, on a consistent basis and for what we believe is a very low investment. Yes. 
Some things to be aware of, maybe on our cons list, is that Toastmasters can make you a good speaker, but not necessarily a great speaker, not necessarily someone who's ready for the world stage delivering huge keynotes. Um, another con is that there is no dedicated professional teacher, so you can't necessarily expect that you're going to turn up every meeting and be coached by an absolute professional. And I, I don't think that's possible with that um, the price point that it's at. It's not the type of organisation it is, but that's absolutely it. You learn off the collective knowledge of the group. Yeah, absolutely. So, in summary, would you recommend Toastmasters? Not only would I, I actually do. I take friends along. Um, there's people who've asked us about where can I get some opportunity to speak in front of an audience, and we always say, give Toastmasters a go. So, this week our recommendation is probably quite obvious, which is to go along to a Toastmasters meeting if it sounds like it might be something you're interested in. So the best way is to Google Toastmasters, look at Find a Club, and there will surely be one near your workplace or your home or somewhere convenient for you. And don't just go along to one club, maybe try a couple, because each club has a different group of members, a different ecosystem, and might just click with you a little bit differently. But go along, there's no obligation, there's no cost, and just see what the organisation is like. And once you've done that, maybe once, twice, three times, you might be able to make a decision about whether Toastmasters is right for you. And I'm going to agree with all of those recommendations. Thanks for listening to today's show. We'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to know more, check out presentationboss.com.au slash podcast, where you'll find the show notes for today with links to everything we've discussed. Want to get in touch? Send us an email at podcast at presentationboss.com.au. We're always happy to hear your thoughts or take suggestions for future episodes. Most importantly, we rely on you to share the information in this podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please recommend us to a friend. Have a great week.